Hello and welcome to a brand new episode brought to you on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. If you want to see more shows, eh, check out foureyedradio.com, eh? Sorry about that. Today on the Power Hour, Episode 75, Ranger Command at Power Morphicon 2016, record on August 18th, 2016. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, Center Ranger Up with your hosts, I'm Eric, also known as v 47 Today's podcast is brought to you by Gamefly.com. Sign up for a premium, free, 30-day, one-game-out trial, specifically for our listeners, at GameflyOffer.com slash RangerCommandPH. Alright, hey guys, Eric here, TruckyB47. This is being recorded a week out when I arrived from Power Morphicon on Thursday, August 11th. Wow, I mean, what can I really say about this con? This con was really possible thanks to my friends. They are the ones who kept me going through this convention. They were the ones that I had the most fun time with. Aside from meeting a few actors, the amazing cast reveal for Ninja Steel at the show. But besides that, my favorite moments were with my friends, both new and old at the convention. I just wanted to give shout-outs to people. First off, my roommates for the weekend, Doug and Chris. Both of them are some of my... Well, I mean, they're really my best friends. Not only in the entire fandom, but just as friends in general. Chris, you guys know him as Kickback, or now Toku Chris on Twitter instead of Rankle, owner of Toku Nation and all that fun stuff. But really, I want to say, Chris, it was an absolute pleasure just hanging out with you again, talking to you, laughing with you, and just enjoying the convention with you. You're my brother, man. And I'm really glad we got to hang out. I know life is crazy right now. You have a kid. I'm getting married in a month. Things are nuts. But I'm glad we had this chance to see each other again and reconnect. To my friend Doug, I know you're just amazing. You were my flight buddy on both the two and return trip. And watching you have a great experience at your first Power Morphicon made me really happy. I'm glad you had an absolute blast. I was really happy to share that moment with you. So thank you so much. And then the entire posse that we had, it was crazy. Vince. Vince Ariola, uh, Bryce Packard on Twitter. Vince, you are absolutely hilarious. You are fun to be around. You have this spark that really just lights up a room. You're amazing, man. I mean, thank you so much for the Pokemon lures during the convention. Uh, I know I caught quite a few new Pokemon, including my first Pikachu. But for real, you bring such a positivity to this fandom. I want you to never stop that because it was a blast hanging out with you. And you are a part of this group, man. You, you are a part of the fandom. And don't let anyone take that away from you. 
Hassan. I finally got to meet Hassan Ahmed, internet YouTube sensation Hassan Ahmed, as uh, Chris liked to put it. But really, uh, Hassan, you are such a joy to be around. You're also amazingly positive. I love the energy that you have when recording videos. It's a lot of fun just to hang around with you and to be a part of that because I know vlogging and YouTube is a big part of your life. And, you know, you said this was your first and last Paramorphicon, but I don't believe it's your last for a second, man. I I know life gets in the way, but I know you'll be back, and I hope you are. Brian Shukin Shinobi of the RRR podcast. Also, YouTube sensation sweeping the nation. (laughs) But really, Brian, I've known you for a really long time for more than 11 years and i can't believe i get to hang out with you it was great you're so funny like the way that we bounce off jokes with each other like the whole dick punch megazord when we were standing in line for bandai and just that laugh like your laugh is infectious i was so glad to see you happy at this convention i know you bust your ass off for your podcast for cs toys speaking of cs toys Mr. S, when I approached his booth, he already knew me immediately. He was like, oh, Eric Berry. And it was awesome just to shake his hand and to finally get to connect with him. I saw him at last Power Morphicon, but really didn't get a chance to talk with him. Got a selfie with him at the dinner that we had, and that was a lot of fun. That was on Sunday. So thank you, Mr. S. But going back to Brian, Brian, you are just amazing, man. Thank you so much. Josh, Kentucky Jam. Dude, it is so fun to hang out with you and just shoot the We didn't get to do a lot of it at this convention, but I'm so glad that you had such a fun time. I know you're going to be back for more of these, too, and I hope you are. I couldn't believe it was your first time, like, flying and all that stuff, so that's crazy. I hope you had a blast with that, and I'm glad you got to expand your horizons a bit on this trip, too. God, I'm just, I'm trying to go through the list. Also, a shout out to Steven Zurita, who I finally got to meet after two long years. Thank you so much for the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers morph. I can't wait to see that finished. Looking forward to seeing more of your work, man. Thank you. I got to meet Kevin, ZioRed93 on Twitter. We really didn't connect much on Twitter before this, but it was funny because you approached the group on Thursday night. And I was like, oh, hey guys, I'm Kevin. And I was like, hey man, okay, that's cool, but what's your handle? And when you said your handle is so hilarious, all of us in the group just went, oh, like that guy. And which became the running joke throughout the convention. And we should all get name tags. That was hilarious. You are a funny guy, man. You're just hilarious, no holds bar. That's why I think I really like about you, dude. So keep it up. The Toku ladies, Pocky Squirrel, Liz, her cosplay is amazing for Delphine. But also, she has always has a bright smile on her face and is really positive. It was just fun talking and catching Pokemon on Thursday night with the Toku ladies. It was great. Margot and Danielle, your relationship is beautiful, and I'm glad that the two of you are married. Again, it's just fun hanging out with you guys, and I'm sorry I didn't join the room party on Saturday. I was completely tired, but I know you guys had a good time, and I'm sorry I missed out on 
on that. The rest of the Toku ladies, it was great to finally meet you, even though I don't know all of you personally yet. Who else was in our posse? Oh, Deadpool Ranger, Kyle, what is up? It is awesome to finally get to meet you. Also on the Four-Eyed Radio Network on the Long Box cast, all of you guys should check that out. He puts a lot of hard work into that show. And I'm finally glad that I got to meet him. We shared some funny times together, uh, especially in line for Mike Chat on Sunday. Big Lightspeed Rescue fan. I'm glad that he got Sasha Craig's signature for AP. I didn't have to, but he did. So yeah, it was great. I think he's a much bigger Lightspeed Rescue fan than probably me or AP combined. I don't know if that's possible, but there you go. Shane, Shane Alenko and your boyfriend i'm horrible with names but he just followed me on instagram you are awesome just keep doing what you're doing i'm sorry you had to pay like 14 bucks for pancakes uh that was a horrible decision um but the positivity that you have and also as a fellow podcaster on the ranger pride podcast was very infectious and again it's the positivity of the fandom and that's why i think is so cool about your show is focusing on the positivity and less on the negativity of the fandom that definitely carries through into your personality and into your life so it was great hanging with you albeit briefly Richie Gray. Richie, I am so glad that I get to talk with you and have the conversations that we did. I apologize profusely. I did not get to go to dinner with you. There's, I had like four different dinner invitations and I just had to go with the one that was already happening in progress. I deeply regret that, but I don't regret the amazing talk I had with you It was good to catch up from meeting you two years ago. And you just got to tweet more, man. Let's keep that conversation going. I definitely want to have you on the show because you're awesome. I know this is getting long, but I really want to give shout outs to everyone. And I don't want to miss anyone. Another person I want to say thanks to is Greg Mitchell at the Bandai booth. Even though we didn't get to have as much of a talk as I wanted to, it was still good seeing you. Many exciting announcements from Bandai in the future. Another person I want to thank that's involved with Saban Brands and bringing toys and all of that products to us as consumers, Jason Bischoff of Saban Brands. It was really great to talk with you while I was waiting in line for Ika Darville. We're definitely going to have him on the show at some point. We had a very good talk about what's going on with Saban Brands. I know he's got a lot of stories behind the scenes for the movie, which you know we'll probably talk about in a future interview once the movie releases lots of exciting stuff you can tell he's a very passionate lifelong fan since power rangers has been going on that's very clear in what he's bringing to saban brands and thank you for the compliments on the show even though you listened to one episode so far i hope you continue to listen but really excited for what the future is happening with Ranger Nation and RangerNation.com and involving the Power Force and all that stuff for the fandom. So lots of great things there. I have to give it up for uh, DJ Rivers, the Power Rangers buyers, traders, and sellers. It was nice to finally meet him because 
we missed each other at the well we saw each other very briefly at the last Paramorphicon. we really didn't get a chance to talk but dj knows what's up his energy and positivity are also infectious and just a, a really great guy keep your chin up man and keep going and don't stop following your dreams because i know you're going very far also on that same note you got to meet joseph from that hashtag show great to connect with you as well very amazing that you listen to the show and we joked that it's kind of weird to have like me talking and it's like well you're not in my car uh, so i really appreciate that you listen and I appreciate what you do for the fandom and Ranger Nation and your great Power Ranger interviews. Sarah and Jessica, my friends that I've known for a while in the Chicagoland Rangers, moderators at Facebook Rangers, you guys are the Power Ranger cosplay couple. Knocked it out of the park again with Tanaya 7, RPM Black, and Leia Gokai Puppy as RPM Yellow. That was adorable. Just continue to rock at what you do because you really bring it. Man, so many people. But I want to say to everyone who made this convention great for me, and I hope I contribute to make it great. Oh, Trend Brewer, so many people. Uh, Chris, uh, Snarky Sean, there's so many people. Steven Martinez, we didn't get a blurry picture this time, which is great. <laughs> but so many people, if I didn't mention you, I'm very sorry. I'll get to some other people in the comments. Jeremy, Mighty Jez, all the way from across the pond, owner of the Toku Toy Store. It was finally great to meet you and have a talk with you. But I think I'm seeing him again next week because he's still taking a vacation. He's here in Illinois, which is crazy. It's all crazy. I just want to say to everyone who I said hi to, oh, Michael Flood. Michael, your cosplay is off the hook. I love your male Dino Charge purple. You rock that suit, dude. And I'm so glad I got to meet you and, and talk with you for a little bit. These names keep popping up in my head, but really, I want to thank everyone who came up to me and said hi. Even if I don't know your name, just say your name, say your handle, remind me who you are because there, there are so many people in this fandom and so many people I connect on a daily basis on Twitter and Instagram and through the podcast and really I, I want to thank you guys for listening to the show it is amazing to hear these great compliments oh yeah and, and jay from Morphin legacy shout out to you and your crew i know we didn't get to talk much but we shared some hilarious uh eye sharing moments and kind of laughing shake my head whatever jer from no pink spandex who borrowed a marker from me to uh, make some signage but uh, it's all good, man. Lisa J, also no pink spandex. Bruno and Mia from MMPR Toys, briefly seeing them. There's just a lot of people, but deeply from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for listening to the show, for supporting the podcast, it's for just hanging out, being friends. I should have got more one-on-one -on -one with a lot of you guys, but it's really not enough. I wish we could all live in the same town and just hang out every day and just talk. But really, Power Morphicon, I wish it was every year. I really do. I wish it was every year and I would get to hang out with all of you every year or every month or whatever. Oh, uh, shout out to Jack. 
uh, Jack Nung. He plays that that Gokai Dat guy. He was kind enough to get me an autographed signed Boom Studios Red Number Zero comic at the gallery showing like months and months ago, and I finally got it at Palmorphicon. It was great to see you too, man. There there's so many people, and and please don't feel bad if I forgot you or missed out on saying your name or a shout out. Please know that I love all of you guys. And if I could hang out with all of you, I would all the time. So yeah, we're going to get into the show again. Thank you so much for making Power Morphicon number five, 2016, probably one of the best convention experiences I have ever had. And it was all thanks to you guys. So thank you so much. So this episode is going to be panel coverage. We got Make It a Lightspeed Rescue featuring Ron Roger, Rhett Fisher, Sasha Craig, Michael Forrest, Jennifer Yun. We've got Thunderstorm Emergency with the cast of Ninja Storm, Dino Thunder, SPD, Greg Aronowitz, Monica May, Jeff Perrazzo, Kevin Duaney, Latham Gaines, Jorjito Vargas Jr., all those people. Boom. We got the Dino supercharged panel from saban brands you know the entire cast already plus the ninja steel announcement well we got it all on audio right here for you guys to listen to the best parts of that we also have the toys and collectibles power hour the bandai panel featuring andre the black nerd greg mitchell from bandai bruno mia from mpr toys and jason bischoff from saban brands so we got that going and then we have finally operation pizza apocalypse jungle fury and rpm Ika darville ari boyland anna hutchinson and david d latour so that was a really fun panel and we've got that for you guys so before all of that for you the listeners of ranger command power hour gamefly is offering a premium free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service to get your free trial today go to gameflyoffer.com slash ranger command ph again that's gameflyoffer.com slash ranger command ph for your free 30-day trial and finally before we get into the panels we are going to talk about our ranger nation answers segment where we asked what was your favorite moment of power morphicon so on Twitter, Austin at PR Gifts said the Blue Ranger reveal and interacting with some very awesome fans. The <laughs> I wanted to say the Ranger talk, but it's now Power Ranger talk said Blue Ranger reveal for sure. Plus the birth of at Toku Chris Fies at Machne Rider said probably the most common answer, but Peter Sidarso's reveal. Honorable mention to finally getting a Poissandra figure, though. John at the Hless John, <laughs> uh, I think he changed his name, said reading tweets from people who went. LOL at underscore Shadow Ray twenty two, part of Morphin Legacy. He said easily the Blue Ranger reveal. Mighty number two three three nine nine at Armor Hide AK said the soul of Chigokin Megazord. RJ Sills Uchahabro77 at Anime Redneck96 said, Reading tweets from everyone and Peter being announced as a ranger by Yoshi. Tagi Ranger at Doug Watchin said, Shoon the shit with Ron Roger, switching spots with Paul Freeman, great cosplay, and of course, meeting so many Twitter folk. 
Hassan Ahmed, Aunt Hassan Ahmed 120 said, definitely the Yoshi slash Peter moment, but also getting a photo with the Time Force cast and getting everyone to sign it. That is a super cool picture, and I hope you get a double-sided frame for that sucker. Sean, at Snarky Sean, said, Ninja Steel Blue Reveal, meeting the cast of Dino Supercharge and hanging out with new friends. Oh, and Toku Chris being a dork. At Sentai 5 said, Ninja Steel, most of my favorite PR moments come from the show. Who would have thought a fey moment would be from real life? Alistair McDowell said, Azim Rizik, liking my theory for the color change in his ranger outfit, based on his soccer team's home and away kits, also finding out he's coming to Scotland and giving him some recommendations for things to see. Joshua Aaron Moore at Kentucky Jam said, making a bunch of new friends, breakfast at Tiffany's, Getting to see the Pacific, my first Pikachu. As for an actual con floor moment, nothing beats interacting with Aaron Cahill. Always a treat. Jen Nguyen at Minimoon13-2002 said, Definitely Ninja Steel and Yoshi's reaction when Peter was announced. Alright, on Facebook, Vince Ariola said, Got a long one coming, I'm sorry, for who has to read my long-winded answer, lol. It was my fourth time going. So many great memories. Convention-wise was meeting Ika Darville, RPM Red, and Ari Boyland, RPM Blue, and doing dual photo ops. Super chill guys and hilarious. Buying random merchandise was fun too. Those were not my favorite moments though. For me, it was getting to meet Twitter friends who I've been talking to for so long. That's what really made my day. Meeting Eric, Doug, Chris, and Josh were some of the best moments. I got the opportunity to hang out with them pretty often during the con. I made other friends during the group gatherings as well. I just felt welcomed. I got handshakes and hugs from these super cool guys, and I felt like we'd been buddies for many years. This had been the first convention where I felt like I was truly part of the fandom family. Honestly, I teared up a little, leaving the gang, since it was the best vacation ever for me, and I truly will not forget it. For all the conventions I've been to, I've been alone. Sure, I've had fun, but most people just make small talk since so much was going on. This time was different. Thank you all so much for making me feel welcomed. Yeah, Vince, like I said before, it was just really great meeting you and always keep that positive spirit because that is something that no one can take from you, brother. Believe that. Uh, next on Facebook, we have Kevin DeSecker Jr. This was uh, ZioRed93 on Twitter. They said, three-way tie between having Anna Hutchinson adopting me as her brother, meeting all of you amazing people, and this picture. And he has a picture of Alex Hartman piggyback riding him, and Kim Crossman kind of going like, what? Jeremy Walker said, where to begin? To start with, it was just awesome being there and taking in all the madness. After watching it on Twitter and Ranger Board for five years, it felt like I was home. It was great to finally meet so many of my childhood heroes and get their signatures on my figure arts. Major shout out to the Jew Ranger guys. They were so happy and welcoming. It was infectious. Finally, it was amazing to meet some great people in the fandom. Most notably you, Eric. Thanks for being so friendly and chatting and joking like we'd known each other for years. And also to Brian Shuken Shinobi. I wanted to seek him out and thank him for his support for my website, Toku Toy Store. And he was just a genuine, friendly, down-to-earth guy. Thanks again. Those are my highlights. 
by no means the only thing I enjoyed at Morphicon, and that is Jeremy at Mighty Jazz on Twitter. Chris Boothroy at Toku Chris said, Dad? Which became a running joke during the convention. Trenton Brewer said, Besides meeting you, Eric, and several others, I think getting invited on stage after the Jew Ranger panel for photo ops after their henchin. That would be a fantastic moment. Yes, and Juan Carlos Sanchez. I, I want to thank him. He met me while we were kind of chilling in line waiting for the convention to open. He gave me some amazing Star Trek stuff from Loot Crate, including the Live Long and Prosper Vulcan salute pin. Juan is a very giving guy, and I, I could tell that. So thank you so much, Juan. But he said, meeting Eric Berry and just seeing and talking to so many Power Rangers and the toys. Tommy Brevard on Facebook said, Peter and Yoshi, the video makes me almost cry every time. Plus, VR Troopers reunion, Ika, and some of my friends that went. Finally, on Facebook, we have Steven Martinez. He said, so many things. Has to be catching up with friends. Seeing the beautiful soul of Chigokin Daijujin from Tamashi Nations, which feels like a real Legacy Megazord. The awesome Legacy Power Sword coming out. Meeting some of the new guests and catching up with old ones. Getting to help out a few of the guests at their booths Saturday and Sunday. Didn't get to go to any panels, even with having the Platinum Badge and missing the Ninja Steel reveal. But seeing clips as Yoshi and his brother gives you the feels and getting to meet the Dino Charge cast at their signings. And even doing a photo shoot with some friends in their RPM suits. But really, so much I can't even say what my favorite moments are, but can't believe those three days went by fast. Great time. I totally agree with that. But right now, let's get into some panel convention coverage. First up, we have highlights from the Make It a Lightspeed Rescue panel. This panel features Ron Roger, Rhett Fisher, Sasha Craig, Michael Forrest, and Jennifer Yen. Alright guys, my name is Peter Svensson, I'm the head of programming here at PowerWorker.com. Welcome to our Lightspeed Rescue Panel. <laughs> they are, of course, the best past ever. So, that's a great. Before we begin, and killing time with the other actors, finding where we are, because they got lost on the way here. Um, quick, quick note, if everyone has a beep boop, beep boop, beep boop, a ringtone, I recommend changing it for this weekend because so does everyone else. <laughs> Alright, but if that helps out of the way, without further ado, I'll introduce our amazing cast. We're actually characters who better this guy out. Let's have them introduce themselves. Uh, I'm Rhett Fisher, I play the Brian Mitchell, a Titanium Ranger. How are you
Like, 
What are you talking about? Yeah. It's not that that's the rhythm. Oh, okay. I'm so, not sure. I was driving as a courier, you know, like dropping off at shops to, uh, to agencies and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And um, I walked into a place and my, my banner, no. <laughs> <laughs> My manager was there, well, my student manager, he's like, uh, are you an actor? I said, yeah. He's like, do you have a headshot? I got it out of the back of my car. <laughs> right? And he said, I want you to audition for Power Ranger. I was like, okay, yeah. So the audition was the next day. <laughs> so we ran lines that night, and then I got the call back, I think it was Friday. They told me to wear something different or something, I don't remember. Anyway, I found out the next Monday. So it was like within five days, I met my manager, and then I got Power Rangers. And then I was at this new guy, this manager's house, and he's like, uh, anybody want to call? There's nobody home. I tried to call everybody. I knew nobody was there. So I just had to wait for my mom to get on the board to call. So he's like, play video games or something, and I was just like, No, I was I was in casting. I was casting uh, for Disney, and I met Iris Hampton. We love Iris Hampton. One of the kindest, warmest, nicest cast people in the entire world. We're still friends to this day. She'll be here this weekend. Yeah. Um, but she's at the end of the weekend. We were judging like this talent show. She was like, "Are you an actor?" I said, "Well, yeah, of course I am." And I kind of let it slip. And she said, "Oh, we're coming to make this thing tomorrow." So I went in the next day with just two pages, and then I went in, and then she called me that day, and she goes, it went really well, they want to see you again tomorrow. I go, it's just two page part, I mean, can't they just cast me? <laughs> she goes, no, you know, they want to they see you because you be a recurring role. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll come back the next day. She goes, yeah, but you look too young, I don't know if you're really going to have a chance at this. Like, All right, so... So then I put a little gray here and there, kind of like how I am now. <laughs> but I put fake stuff in them and uh, went back the next day and was a little grumper and a little, and they were like, Jonathan, who was our executive producer, was like, oh, you look much older today. I go, well, this is how I normally look. Yesterday I covered it up. But today I, I didn't cover it up, so you can see that I could be older. He goes, oh, very convincing. So, and then, I didn't have a stash. They, they, they wanted me to look older. Didn't you like well, make one for a while? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Behind it? Yeah. yeah. That's a different story. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> 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 We're all right outside. No, but then uh, the casting process. So, they, the, uh, so then I, uh, uh, Iris called back that, that second day and she was like, oh, they really like you. You're in the top one or two uh, people. And then I found out I was actually the second choice. And some guy from England was going to be the captain. Because I was still too young, they wanted somebody who was in his fifties, and I was in my thirties at the time. Um, so, yeah, so he was supposed to be fifty-five or something. I was like thirty-five, so I was like, uh, I don't know. So he, um, um, so I waited, and I guess the other guy had a vacation, like in February, scheduled for a week, and he wouldn't give it up. And they said, "Well, screw you, we're giving it to our second choice," and that's how I got cast. Stories. I mean, his voice service is a little different. Oh, uh, you know, I've been in so many shows that uh, they all seem kind of like they're all the same, really. 
talking about Star Trek then. Woo! Star Trek? <laughs> Woo! Apollo. Apollo. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, I just was at a convention in Vegas uh, last weekend, and it was the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. And there were about 60,000 people there. And um, people would come up to the table and they'd look at the pictures that I had from 50 years ago. And one, one woman came up and she stood there looking at the pictures and she looked at me. Me and then she said, finally said, Is he going to be here today? <laughs> I said, Yes, I hope so. I, I hope he will be. <laughs> that's, a, that's a long time ago. I mean, uh, I, I'm basically retired now, as I should have been a long time ago, but I'm, I'm retired. So I, I don't, I never thought I'd ever hear myself say that, let alone do it, but at a certain point in time, you just simply have to. Uh, Recognize the fact that you're not getting older, you are old. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of over. Or too young and like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, at any rate, uh, that's my story and I'm stuck with it. I just counted, we're close to the 60,000 right now. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I was watching She couldn't laugh. So like the way I did. Yeah. And, uh, but then apparently she was like, oh, for whatever reason. And, uh, and So you're number two, too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, but during the audition, so I was called back, but, you know, like, I think eight other women. And the pants were... So tight. <laughs> obviously, this woman before me was, you know, thinner and a little shorter, and they were. So I was like, if I want this part, like, I better fit into these really tight, <laughs> plastic, like leather-looking pants. So I just stuffed in my stomach. I zipped up the zipper. I'm like, I only have to do this for 15 minutes because they wanted the producers and the directors wanted to see what I look like in the costume, and then uh, the shoes were too small too, and. I had to put on the wings and everything. I was so uncomfortable, but I was like totally trying to be positive when I was dying. And, uh, and then when I was done reading my lines, they were like, okay, can you do a kick? I said, you know what, in fact, I can do a kick. And so I did the kick, and I think that's how I got the part. Because I did a kick. Sean was a lot of fun to pick on too. We 
Because I don't know, I have to remind everybody every other year that the only time the Red Ranger got kicked in the butt by his mentor was Light to Be Rescued. Thank you. Woo! <laughs> so I always have to remind him and keep him humble every now and then. Yeah. We spent a lot of time together, but I don't remember like any nights or anything. Like, everyone was like, thanks or whatever. It was, uh, we were, they were working so hard. Yeah, <laughs> we were just exhausted. Like, You kind of came in that way through, right? Yeah. I, mean, I have to talk about when, what happened when I found out I got the job. See, I was working and then I was like, I quit like you. Yeah. But then I saw how much they were paying and I was like, uh, I need to get my job. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear about the stash though. Oh, the stash. You know what you want? The stash. Yeah, that she would be on the Apple box. 
box. Right. So like she'd be standing on one leg and then her knee would be on the outer box and they would just shoot her like here at <laughs> And they had some people doing, you know, from the, from the back, those shots and stuff like that for a while to the heel. Okay, so doing the action stuff was like my favorite part. Um, the first day of shooting, um, I get the first and the second day mixed up. So I think the first day I got to jump out of a second story building, you know, with, uh, with a rappelling, rappelling out. I was like, this is awesome. So I, I got to do that. And then the, the second day, we were at Malibu Creek and we were rock climbing. It's that rock climbing intro scene in the beginning. And they were going to have a stone woman do it. And I was like, ah, oh. it's like, can I erase her? <laughs> so I raced her up the mountain. And I went. <laughs> Did you really think that you might wake up and the end of the world will happen? I 
you know, I did a lot of, like myself, I was in the, in the station on the underwater aqua base a lot. And they'd say, okay, we're going to shoot this scene from this episode, this scene from this episode, this scene. So you're like, and they're all kind of the same thing. All right, Rangers, go get them. All right, Rangers, go save them. All right, Rangers, is that what you want me to do? Yeah, we got it. Oh, wait, I don't know what I was saying for what. Well, that's okay. It's in the can. Come on. That happened a lot. I'm sure the voice world. Well, that's it. By the way, what with me, and I just, you know, I would see several segments each day I was there and had no idea what was going on, except there was a lot of action in one thing or another. But uh, from what I can gather from what you guys are talking about, you had a hell of a good time. I had a good time. My favorite was Trial by Fire, because that was my very first one. Wow. <laughs> yeah. My question is, um, how was it to film the team-up episodes? The what? The team-up episodes with Lost Galaxy and Time Force? The crossover with the Red Ranger? Yeah. It, was, uh, it was, we were in and out. I mean, it was quick. It was just kind of, it was great to meet them, and we have lasting friendships with them because of that, so. Oh, yeah. That was great. I went to Sundance and stayed at Louise Slayton and his wife. Yeah, I was sitting on their couch. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm here to tell you I hated those episodes. Yeah, there was no Captain Mitchell in my head. I hated them. I have no memories whatsoever. Still love you. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
horrible because it's my husband. Oh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so he was in it. He, he plays a character that gets killed. And, but I was the first character to get killed. <laughs> so we find the whole world. It is. There's so many power rangers now. There's. That you can't help but like run into them. Like, honestly, Ron Lakes, like the other day I went in to get some headshots made for, for today. And I was like, oh, you were a power ranger. You know, Ron Roger? Like, the guy. I'm like, hey, like, oh, yeah, that's my boy. What happened? I came in, did he tell you that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Some of just a small world. Like, that's what I mean. Like, you just see people that have been on Power Rangers or been in Power Ranger all the time. I was totally screwing with them, too. It was like, oh, yeah, that was my son. He goes, no, no, this guy was like really tall, really good looking. He goes, my son. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Like, really fast, guys. We're out time. What? Like, Alright, how's it going? Uh, first off, I just want to say that my friend uh, Patrick, who unfortunately couldn't make it here, he wanted to say that you guys were his favorite season of all time. Thank you, Patrick. Thanks, Patrick. Thank and that uh, also, were you guys able to sneak off like any pops or items from the set or anything that you wish you could take? Things I wish I could have taken? Yeah. Well, things that we did take. Which <laughs> 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 you weren't supposed to take? Like, like, any, like any pop items whatsoever. I took my boots. Uh, I stole the necklace. I stole my boots and my necklace. I stole the green tank top. I don't know what I mean. I think I just wore that all my life. And they gave us our jackets, which was awesome. Woo!
Yes. Solid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just wondering, you know, since you guys were in a kids show, um, do you like any particular cartoons? up we have the thunderstorm emergency panel featuring cast members from ninja storm dino thunder and spd this panel features gregor ronowitz monica may jeffrey perrazzo kevin duaney latham Gaines, and orjito vargas jr about an academy and I wanted to try to do something new that was more about 
when you see me actually trying to reach out and grab anything, that was actually happening. <laughs> the whole crew just lost it. It's great, it's hilarious. And we all knew, we're like, well, we don't know if Disney's gonna let it fly. It was a little, it was a hard hit to the head. Well, let's shoot it, we'll keep it, and we'll send it through, and if it works, it works. And it actually ended up on air, so I think that was, <laughs> I think one of that was probably one for me. Yeah, I think I just had one comment. Uh, actually, it was a. Actually, I have something almost. Funny enough, it's where we're at the house, and you're watching me practice ball. Yeah, and then and then I, I storm off after I beat them all up, and we sit down at the table, and then I'm like, what was the last thing? Soon, no one's gonna be able to defeat me, Dad. And I think uh, that that's what you're getting right now because that's what I remember, and I really enjoyed that. Much. <laughs> I think mine is, uh, is from one of the earlier episodes, and uh, I'm driving in the car with Dr. O, and I say, uh, it's not like she's just going to fall out of the sky. And break the <laughs> this reaction does. Yeah, it's, it's greatest moments. <laughs> uh, I think my favorite moment would probably be from endings when uh, Doggy is inside Omni and talking to Cat, and Cat. Uh, has like a break in her voice because she thinks that like Kruger's not going to make it out alive. And I was like directing the scene and I just started bawling on the set. I'm like, this is some pretty good shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say my, I thought any moments where I was torturing anybody. I'd say sitting in the throne probably a lot and have Elsa come back and tell her actually the Infinity and that's what I told him to do. So, uh, yeah, I have various lines that I don't remember exactly now about that, but I really love punishing people. Uh, <laughs> in general, that's the big range of the Surprise ones that kept 
coming out. Like, even the fact that Doggy was a ranger, we did not know that until, you know, we were halfway through our season and then we got an episode and we were like, whoa, Doggy Kruger is a ranger and he kills like a hundred people in one, <laughs> in one uh, fight, so. Well, this is for all of you. I want to know who you have I really had fun with these two guys. It's really cool to see Kevin and Jeff again. We had a really good time off set. Uh, a lot of times when I was sitting in the Mezzagog makeup, eating lunch, no one would really talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> so these dudes are really cool. It's really fun to work with all of them. Kyle and I really well with them as well. Um, so ironically, Mezzagog love the Rangers. <laughs> really well, so. Yeah, I was always fun working with those guys. I mean, one thing I remember about Latham is that always have that huge mask on. It would be blazing hot up and we'd never get a whole thing out of it. We'd just stay in that thing and then he'd eventually take it off and he's just soaking wet. People would come running with that and like, ah, cool, I'm cool. So it's like, this one thing that's stuck. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree. Uh, I really enjoyed working with both these guys. We got to do a lot of stuff together. And I really enjoyed a lot of the scenes we did. So, and, and with, Father and son, exactly, right? And with Kevin, like, we was, you were always cracking jokes at me. Yeah. And we just had the, the whole Canadian connection there. That was really nice. nice. I mean, no complaints from anybody, because it was all fun, but I think these two guys were yeah, really pleasurable to work with. <laughs> I think as the producer, I'm not really, like, I can't say what Ranger is my favorite, because that's like picking a favorite kid, but since nobody's here. <laughs> Which, by the way, Monica May, we had this joke on set. We, were, we had to sing this song, Waiting for Monica. <laughs> Still holds true. But <laughs> I would say that, um, and you, you guys might know these guys, but uh, uh, Kelson Henderson and Marty Duncan, who are Boom and, and Piggy, were always hilarious. And, and they're like practically actually those characters in real life. So it was just always so much fun. Uh, out of the Ninja Storm crew, I'd have to probably put my boat on the, the whole stunt crew. Uh, <laughs> the Japanese uh, crew were pretty, uh, were pretty nice to go and have fun with and hang out. And also, Red, I mean, Puma, you see, like, he's hilarious. He kept everybody in stitches the entire season, I think. You guys are pretty good to this comedic team. But yeah, I'd probably go with Puma. Puma, you see. Shout out to Puma.
Yeah, those were, were hard. I mean, it almost didn't happen. Um, you know, that was, uh, Disney was really cutting back on everything. And that's why in the later Disney seasons, it didn't happen at all. And they kind of at the last minute decided that it would happen. And for me, that was, that was one of the really, um, like, pinnacle uh, points in, in my career as to, like, do I still want to do TV? Because that's, I had free reign kind of up until then. I wanted to, because it was you guys coming back, um, the Japanese footage that we had was about a, a scientist who finds these gems and he's like experimenting with them and that's what brings the Dino Thunder Rangers back. I wanted them to be clones and you're like, no, 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 it's just time travel. And I'm like, that, that's such a cop out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I thought it'd be cool if you found the actual, like, you know, Dino gems. <laughs> and, and we're able to like extract DNA and kind of go Jurassic Park with it. And, and all the Disney people were like, that's too weird. And kids will like, won't understand it. And their fear was that the thought would be that you guys wouldn't really be you guys. You would be clones. And then the people, and I'm like, yeah, but it's such a cool storyline. And of course, like two years later, Clone Wars came out. It was like the biggest show ever. And I'm like, oh yeah, that whole thing where kids don't understand how clones. <laughs> I understand trying to time travel in the space of the continuum. Uh, but there was like a lot of yelling and arguing, and I'm like, wow, this is, it's not fun, but it's like, you know, not like when everything just doesn't fall into place. So those episodes were, uh, were a struggle. And then the weirdest thing was somehow in Canada, they got the tape, like everything was delivered on tape still, even though it was only taken away. And someone put the wrong tape in, and they played like the second half before. Yeah. I don't know, it was a mess. Those episodes were occurred. It was cool to work with you guys. more money, what's something you would have loved to do with that? Wow, uh, probably have a second season. Yeah, that was always the plan. Kind of like what these guys were talking about earlier—the whole like good guy, bad guy, the, the corruption. Like, really, what I wanted to tell with the storyline is that being a Power Ranger isn't about just being like lucky enough to be granted the power. It's about always having the ability in yourself and making the right choice. And so we spend an entire season of our main characters not truly being the Power Rangers, which was the first time this was ever done. They were like. The, the runners up, the bench warmers. But in the end, the real Power Rangers took the dark side to go into Star Wars analogy. And they, like they sold out for the easy path of power and money. But the, the B Squad, our main characters, were really the strong hearted, the good guys. And so they all along they were thinking that they were second best when they were the best. And so the, the plan was to have them be idolized in the beginning. You know, the A squad be idolized, and then our actual characters like kick their ass in the end. Sorry about the kids, I keep cursing. I would have probably wanted to 
play an athlete because I, I just love sports. So for me, I think that just would have been fun.
things on Ranger Board. They're like, in episode eight, in the background, there's an extra with a patch. Is that patch from like season five? I'm like, wow, I didn't know it. It was just like in the wardrobe room and somebody put it on. Um, but yeah, like, kind of our idea was that, um, and actually for you guys, you, you had done a promo and you find like some weird secret tape behind the thing and you watch it and it's SPD and I was like, no, no. Like, I wanted to do a thing where um, you were all hanging out and Doggy Kruger crashed and he was like, take me to your Rangers. And, like basically you were the first Rangers for uh, Space Patrol Delta. And they were like, we can't do that, that costs money. And God damn. But uh, I definitely saw like Kruger bringing Ranger technology to our world and then it becoming the future in In a way, yes. But I will not specifically say time force. I'm sure there's some other canon that goes against that and I'll get hate now. That means you said 2025. Does that mean that when we get a season in 2025, we'll do an SPD project? <laughs>
redesign it and make it like more believable. So that was uh, other than the time he set on fire. Um, I feel like Doggy was like my crowning achievement of SPD. Yeah, so it's definitely a shock, but that made me move to Los Angeles for me a lot easier. 
Well, for me, other than dealing with Chris Gillette, um, <laughs> I think uh, the hardest challenge was... He's not here, so we can talk yeah. about this. Um, the hardest challenge was like coming in and trying to shake up the canon without upsetting everyone and not really. The thing is, ironically, filming Power Rangers in New Zealand, New Zealand was like the only country in the world that Power Rangers wasn't allowed to air. You know? So um, we were filming and it was airing here. We had no idea if you guys were like liking it or not liking it. So there was all kinds of decisions that I was making and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Um, so I think it worked out, but the challenge was not now. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would say. Uh, well, I, I had not too recently, but I was recovering from a broken back when uh, I got Doug Slow and got in contact with me to come and audition. So I think when I finally got to New Zealand. Talking about New Zealand, it was like the best, you know, best fruit, best vegetables, all like, like quality food, and, and Koichi Sakamoto and his crew, uh, which we all kind of went through a training sequence. They would not go soft on you. They would really like you'd have one pushing you on the back, and another one standing on your legs, bouncing. And the, the deal was the lower you would get. The less time you have to have them on your back, kind of thing. So eventually, you'd have to try to get your legs all the way to hit the bottom, hit the back, hit your head forward. So yeah, that was pretty. Uh, I think that was probably one of the. the, the I mean, I love I love the training and everything, but it was pretty hard. From yeah, yeah, still trying to recover. <laughs> uh, you know, I think the hardest times were when I was when I had really bad allergies, where you're really sick. So you're kind of you, you know get sick in the corner and then come back and shoot the scene. It takes those are tough days. My biggest struggle was definitely the helmet because I got a two-piece helmet was really full on, really beautifully made, but difficult to wear and to use. You know, it took a long time to learn how to talk so you could see it and how to move and everything. So that was definitely a struggle, but I took it as a challenge and I enjoyed it. But every day I put that on was always that. But did it ever set on fire? Next up, we have the Dino Supercharged Saban Brands panel. This features Brenna Mejia, Yoshi Sadarso, Camille Hyde, James Davies, Michael Tabor, Davi Santos, and Claire Blackwelder. Right now, Mighty Morphin. I remember back in 1993, I had to have those actions. 
action figures, and uh, you know, I never looked back. And now, 23 years later, Power Rangers is still on the air, and that is one of the coolest things I've ever <laughs> And now, I'm very excited to hang out here today with you all, and I'm also very excited because we're going to be bringing out the cast of Power Rangers Dino Supercharged. <laughs> Big surprises coming your way, so let's kick things off with a never-before-seen look at the season. Now, guys, enough of just me sitting up here by myself. It's kind of lonely up here, so let's uh, get the scoop on some of those moments. If you're ready, let's power up. Please join me in welcoming the cast of Power Rangers Dino Supercharged. Give it up! Yeah, I know. Yeah. 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 Anything you want to talk about with Dabi? The 
interesting to me. <laughs> so, spoiler, well, well, I think this actually one out. of my favorite moments now that it's passed was the one episode where we were on sand dunes. Yeah. We were coming wow. down the sand dunes. And it was the funnest, and it was so much fun. And it was great. The weather was amazing until it started storming. <laughs> I mean, we and all took cover in some years. Everyone took cover. It was great. And we were like, yes, we're wrapped at 6 p.m. We've been up for like 16 hours. And they're like, wait. Camille. Just Camille. Just Camille. We forgot we have one last shot. And it's you coming down to San GoPro, blah, And it's storming. And I'm just like, but, but also, because it was storming, at least the sand wasn't like scattering everywhere, like it got into Davi's mouth. Oh man, it was in my contact. How did that taste, bro? Oh, it tasted like New Zealand. Like <laughs> <laughs> sand. Yeah, no, seriously, I still, I still like when I take a shower, I still find sand from that day. And the horror of the part was great because the guys looked at me and they were like, ha 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 I'm pretty sure I was asleep, so I didn't laugh at it. Yeah, you had to laugh for the team. Um, so, you spent a lot of time in the suit now, but what was it like that first time you put it on and you were like, I'm a Power Ranger? What was that, what was that like? Hot and sweaty. <laughs> it was very, yeah, it was like, the suit's very thick, it's very hot. I was like so nervous. Like, the first time I was up in the suit, it was here at Morphicon when we got announced. And so, I had all of these nerves I was worried, because, like, you know, you guys are great, but, like, a lot of people in here. So uh, I was definitely very nervous. It was like the first, you know, big public appearance I've ever done. So, uh, and, you know, doing it in this really thick polyester suit. Uh, so the sweat was real, but like, I could say, I put blood, sweat, and tears into this. Yeah. Um, I'd say the first time I put on the suit was to film my morph, and there had been so much anticipation leading up to it, and I was just itching to put it on. It's just like, come on, Dad. Like, I knew from the beginning, but nobody else did. So I was like, all right, let's do it, let's do it. And then once I put it on, I was like, gosh, this is all tight. <laughs> but it was incredible. I mean, I think I legitimately shed tears, which was, you know, a common occurrence on set, I'd say. But, um, but yeah, just filming that and being like in the color and seeing it being like, oh, it's actually happening. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's like, it's really rewarding as an actor too, because like, when I was, you know, from the time I was like three or four years old, I was that kid that was going out in his backyard, his front yard, dressed up as whoever I looked up to, whether it was a Power Ranger, I was a Power Ranger two years in a row for Halloween, I was a Jedi, I was Superman, so it was like really rewarding to kind of go back to that and find that excitement that really attracted me to acting to begin with. And like, as an actor, that's probably the most gratifying thing that you can ever experience. Wearing spandex. <laughs> As you guys know, like I'm not, I'm not a stranger to spandex, but that day, <laughs> that day I got to put on the, the Blue Ranger suit um, two years ago, and and the, the boots had my name on it, and the, the jacket, the, the suit had my name on it, and I was like, finally, this this is it. This is I'm putting on my suit, and that that was. Overwhelming, and I'm pretty sure I just as soon as I walked from the the door to here and then out, I was like, I just blacked out. I don't remember what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I'm sure it was great. I don't remember what happened. <laughs> oh, it's incredible. 
so what would you say is the best part of being a Power Ranger? Saying it's more of a time. telling us all the stories of what he liked and what he had seen and I think sharing those stories with all of you guys um, that to me is pretty amazing yeah and being a fan of Power Rangers children and then getting to Don the Costume himself so like from fan to ranger it's just it's an incredible feeling because you know all those hours you've watched it weren't wasted because they were <laughs> negative things, things that you don't really want kids, really anyone to be focusing on, but we are all about teamwork and friendship and helping each other and finding any way to do that. Thanks, um, Jim. So, thank you, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a super savvy response, but, you know, it's time for reflection. 100% the best part about the last two years for me because, um, you know, when, like, I had no idea what to expect when, you know, I was really entering this journey. But um, I, I moved to New Zealand with these amazing young people that we're going to stay in touch for the rest of our lives. Made lifelong friendships. I made lifelong friendships with crew members in New Zealand. Um, and then Chip Lynn, I got to, like, shout him out. He was the best boss slash showrunner that, like, anybody yeah. could ever I like that 
shirt, by the way. I have it. Amanda, you should take it off. Help from Andy, right? Okay, you there. What is your name and what is your question? Uh, my name is John, and uh, 
no question, I just want to say thank you guys for everything you do. I watch you all the time, I talk about it on my channel. You guys are awesome, you're great, and um, you rock. What's your channel called? What's yeah. your channel called? My channel? Yeah. Mr. Windy Productions. That's it. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for watching. Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's not possible yeah. without you guys. Yeah, you know, yeah. This fan base is amazing. It's always been super important, super receptive. Um, and it's really fun interacting and seeing what you guys, uh, what your opinions are, what you guys think. And it really, like, it doesn't go unnoticed. Mm -hmm. um, we really do pay attention to it. It's really, it's nice to hear all the praise because you know, it keeps us going in the dog days of the shoot, which uh, you know, it's a long shoot, so it's definitely nice to have such amazing people. All right. Woo! Fantastic. To you guys. Thank you so much. Hey, somebody asked James a question because we can hear his. <laughs> Thank you. 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 Thank you.
my opinion, this, this has been one of the greatest seasons we got since Saban bought back the rights and everything. Amen. Uh, my question is, if you guys got to team up with any Ranger team or Ranger, who would it be? Time for some money. Maybe it's Yeah. 
stunt team uh, from Japan. They've been working on the show for a really long time. And so they really kind of taught us how to push our limits and you know, get out of the comfort zone. That was like a constant challenge, even when we were really tired and would rather sleep until 10. So like getting up early in case something that we really wanted to be great. And that was like a challenge. It's like consistently doing that. And I think I commend everybody because everybody had a great attitude when we got it done.
something very special for all of you since you're here with us at Morphicon right now. Because we have the opportunity for the first time to meet the cast. <laughs> Next up is the Toys and Collectibles Power Hour, the Bandai Panel, featuring Andre the Black Nerd, Greg Mitchell from Bandai, Bruno and Mia from MMPR Toys, and Jason Bischoff from Saban Brands. Those toys, those 
action figures, the ones that I've had, the ones that I try to beg my parents to buy, the ones that I'm buying now as an adult. Like, see, mom, I got it now. He's my only come to buy that power. <laughs> so, and, uh, and it's just really exciting to do this panel. And we got some wonderful people who are here to talk about the, the, the upcoming and something new and some of the future Power Rangers merchandise. Let's bring some of you out right now. We got Greg Mitchell from Bandai here. Yep. <laughs> 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 and it was just a lot of fun. 
And there was that time that you and Jared were playing with my toys when I went back to New Jersey. Yeah, I didn't know we were still safe. We had another battle. Without me. Without you. Don't worry, they haven't played any battles together since then. Oh, yes. Yes, many battles since then. Um, yeah, it's fine. Ah, so I was season three that I started building my little cities. Yeah, I'll do the cast. Primitive stop missions out of my wood, which chapter my summer camp. Cities with the Ninja Megazord and trying to build them on the ground with Falcons Um And back then I didn't have the computer effects, so I had to do my own explosions. Go to Chinatown and buy little fireworks. <laughs> Sometimes when you drive to Florida, you guys remember the south of the border? Anybody? Buy a boss of like massive. <laughs> oh man, I bought so many terrible things that uh, I ruined a couple of toys with explosives. <laughs> That's how I did the explosions. Maybe I'll stop there. But, uh, yeah, my, my early animations. <laughs> I'll keep mine quick because I don't have to move. But, um, I didn't grow up with the franchise. I'm a little older. I don't look it, but I'm a little older than most of you guys. Um, but, recurring theme here, I'm going to be my hat to you guys a lot today. This story is just like that. I interviewed for the job one month before 2013 San Diego Comic Con. By the time he came by, I had not gotten the job yet, so I rolled down to see what Power Rangers was doing at Comic-Con. When I saw the line of all you guys there, basically tipping that booth over for like a gold-plated ghosting warfare or something like that, um, I realized, oh my god, I'm going to have fun for the next couple of years. And thankfully, you guys are very good true, so. Let's go ahead and start that ride then. I'm about to start showing some stuff off. You guys want to see some toys? Yeah. Yeah. 
time of year, almost the end of the year. First off, Dino Charge was a big success for Bandai last year, and you guys are thanks for that. But even more so, 2016, Dino Supercharge has been exponentially huger and more successful for Bandai this year. And again, it's thanks to Spawn, thanks to the show, thanks to the cast, thanks to my Bandai teammates, and thanks to all of you. Now, with that being said, we didn't get all the figures done this year. There's just one character that's been kind of hanging in the balance there. And this show is almost over, guys. And But, thanks to you guys constantly writing, calling, harassing, emailing, sliding in my DMs. Woo! I all the Facebook and Instagram pics. I can proudly say to you, who's that lady? Sword as well. 
Uh, ours, as you saw in our booth, is going to actually be bigger. It's going to actually extend the blade for more battling power, and it'll be powered up and charged up by your, uh, your ninja's power stones. And that little odd-looking thing next to it that you might recognize from Ninja as a kind of like a peripheral battle weapon that wasn't really in every episode. Well, thanks to the imagination of Saban, uh, Chip, Brian Cast, and TV, and Bandai, that has actually become the all-new
Um, so that's just a tease for Ninja Steel. There's going to be so much more coming out. The, the line will launch, uh, like we normally do in December, that early ship kind of pre-Christmas window at select retailers. Um, and the full line will be out there when the show premieres. So we're very excited, and I promise you, that's just the spring. There are some really big things in the works for Fall of 17, too. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so we got some Ninja Steel stuff. Is there anything we can do from a re-release standpoint? 
And ultimately, guys, I, I'm, I'm sad to say that they said no. Um, they said, with, hold on. From a, from, a, from, a, from a Funko perspective, they're very serious about once we've done an initial release of something, uh, we want to honor the fans that were there the first time around. We don't want to just re-release it the same old way. Um, some fans have noticed that the sculpts on the latest round of figs are a little bit different. They're a little bit tighter than they were a couple of years ago. So again, to kind of satisfy the entirety of the family, um, why don't we check out the next slide? Definitely a partner we're dialing to 10. 
So um, we've made a number of changes in the last couple of months, and this is something that we're really trying to grow Ranger stuff beyond just your shelf, right? We want to grow it onto your wall. Um, we have a number of pieces that are available now, so if you go to Acme Archives Direct, you can actually purchase many of what you're seeing here and then some additional pieces in three formats. You can get it in like a very affordable print. You can also get it in a lithograph format. You can also get it on stretched canvas. Um, we're gonna be expanding this line pretty considerably. I mean, you're seeing a number of Carlos Tatali pieces right here um, between the, the yellow, blue, and white rangers. Those are available now. Um, pink is actually a preview. We've never shown it before anywhere else. Um, that's gonna be available in a couple weeks. And then beyond that, uh, we really want to leverage the incredible catalog of covers that you've seen coming out of Boone Studios of late. Um, so we're partnering with them to bring some of those covers into this prestige format. So for me personally, I cannot wait to start filling my office. Um, there are a number of folks in the audience uh, that work with me in Savon, and they know that like, there's a special space in my office right now that's completely untouched and un un completely kept, and I want to like start hanging this kind of stuff there. So I'm um, stoked about that here, guys.
And in Comic-Con, we showed you what the late fall wave will look like, too. We'll, um, we finish off Ninja Storm, at least the first set of Ninja Storm, uh, in Wave 1. So we can get right into Wave 2, bringing in another series alongside Mighty Morphin. And that includes... And that includes... Uh, and that is wonderful, and we're very happy. Now, before we give you any sneak peeks into the future subsequent waves, I want to stop it right there. The next slide is very simplistic, but it's also very poignant. We've heard everything about weapons, accessories, yeah, we need more battle gear for, for Mighty Morphin figures. Here's the background. We love building Megazord, we hope you guys do too. Every time you complete a team, you complete that team's Megazord. But you're right, sacrifice there for price. Room in the box is indeed sometimes the weapons just don't fit. So we've heard all your um, uh, let's say we won't say complaints. We'll say uh, I'm encouraging all weapons. <laughs> <laughs> all your encouragement to get the weapons out there to complete your Mighty Morphin team for real. And I promise you, we are concocting some very cool ways to do that. That won't stretch your dollar and will be absolutely meaningful purchases for you. So thank you for the feedback. Facebook mock-up of the packaged uh, version of all that the packages. Thank you. We love that kind of stuff. Uh, we're looking at it at the office and going, that's one good idea. Very nice. They listen. We listen. <laughs> Not proven by now. We listen. Um, so next up, as you guys saw, we showed up to Wave 3 at San Diego Comic-Con, so you know that you'll be able to complete Mighty Morphin at that point, and you'll also be able to complete in space. So what happens at Wave 4? You get a brand new team to kick off with. No one knows what they are yet, but you guys will in the next 30 seconds. Woo! That's right. San Diego Comic Con, you get this. Power Morphicon gets this. Woo! And who knows this? <laughs> so, in true fun fashion. Do 
Bruno, I think you I think you are, are we
you're not in love, you put it in a bag. Yeah, yeah. And then just one more request for me. Once you get all of them out, I would love to have like a nice pool. Like, I'll get the whole like completionist set. That would be really cool. So, and a command set. And a command set. A legacy command set. And I want next mutation turtles, and I want none of us. And Andre was never invited to more for comedy. The best writer! Thank you for the feedback, guys, and thank you for coming out and buying these guys and girls. I promise you more to come, and you guys have helped steer the way. So thank you! Hey, guys, can we just really quickly acknowledge and give it up for Greg? Like, what an incredible person he is. Thank you. 
surprises we've got cooking up. So, XM Studios, check them out next week. And then, on the opposite end of the spectrum, still kind of in that statue range, we have found incredible partners in Project Triforce. So, um, Project Triforce uh, is going to be doing a number of things for us. They're, they're incredible, good allies of us. I've known them for years. Um, we're not showing it today, but they are actually going to be our home for, um, for prestige format uh, movie collectibles. So you're going to be seeing a number of statues based on the movie and, and other stuff in the movie coming from Project Triforce. But one of the big anchors for this is, again, trying to be very mindful and respectful of um, fans collecting the entirety of the team. So they're doing an entire series called Moments. Um, and these are just mock-ups. We're going to cycle through a couple of them so you can see what's going on. The idea here is that the base is Zord-inspired, and each ranger will come with kind of a toy version of their Zord. Uh, some of this stuff is subject to change, but you'll see kind of where we're going with it. Super stoked on it. So these are going to be about eight inches tall. I think they're going to run, and forgive me, don't quote me, please, but I know you will. Um, I think they're going to run about forty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you'll be able to pick them up at, at some new places that we've never been in before. So, um, so stand by on that. But yes, we're gonna we're gonna show the whole team soon. Um, but we're we're getting there. We're really stoked on this. They're super cute. Um, that's what's going on with Project Triforce. Bravo. All right. So this next thing is something we've been teeing up for years. Uh, we've actually been talking about this for years, and now we're serious, and now we're ready to pull the trigger. So, without further ado, guys, we are um, truly creating Ranger Nation. Um, it is going to be an immersive experience. Uh, RangerNation.com will actually launch in just a couple of weeks. Uh, we will be calling upon all our friends in the Power Force and the greater community to come celebrate, be a part of it. Um, the vision for this thing is it, it goes well beyond uh, just the website, I assure you. But uh, the things that you can expect in the next couple weeks is you're going to see basically um, message boards, a complete aggregation of what's happening with Power Rangers from a social media perspective, um, some reveals and exclusives in terms of new information and news. Um, you're also going to find it as a destination for review videos. And, and we hope to bring in some incredible people like Bruno and Mia to be a part of it. Um, we really want this to be kind of the, like a one-stop shop for all things Power Rangers. Um, so stand by, you're just going to find a landing page for now, but Ranger Nation is real and it's happening and it's starting in just a couple of weeks. So, stand by for that. And, and again, Ranger Nation wouldn't, wouldn't be a thing without the nation of Ranger fans that are out there, right? So, um, we are actually looking to incorporate and weave you into the process in some of the decision making. Uh, we want you guys there voting on things. We want you guys there collaborating on things. So we're going to be calling again upon some of the members of the Power Force and maybe even the greater community and community whole to help us design some of the next generation of Power Ranger products, um, toys, collectibles, you name it. Um, so expect to see some of that stuff popping next break alongside the film. So, uh, yeah, Ranger Nation, it's a thing. Figuring out the ways of, like I said, still respecting the original source material, but now helping the people who watched Power Rangers, you know, the, the early editions in the 90s, to still be able to enjoy it by having to enjoy it in the, the, the age group that they are. 
but the reality, guys, is you guys have carried the torch, right? Like, please do not forget, I, I come from the community. Like, for 20 some odd years now, I've been hanging out and watching what's been happening on Rage Report, what's been happening in the last decade or so between Greg and Bruno and Mia and, and, and Andre, and like, and just the multitude of friends and family out there that are really a part of this community that have been that carrying that torch. All we want to do is we just want to light it even stronger, make it even brighter, right? But you guys, you own this thing. Like, we just want to augment it and make it even bigger and more exciting for you and for new people that have never seen that light. Well, there'll be a legacy tour of the shuttle sword. I guess it's 
big question, literally and figuratively. <laughs> uh, love Tor as an asset, love Tor as uh, a potential big toy. We'll do exactly what we've tried to do each step of the way, which is make it right, price it right, and try to find that magical balance in between. We learned some cool things both from how to make something and how to price it with Titanus, which I think is a very comparable size carrier sword. Um, team and I are talking about it on a regular basis. We know that tour is on top of your mind, and the more you keep saying tour, in fact, if you need a tour chant at this panel, they probably hear you back and I'm still going out. Well, thank you guys so much. This has been a really fun. Bruno, 
shopping list after seeing all this? Have you made your shopping list after seeing all this? Yes. So save all your money, everybody. Get ready, because there's a lot of stuff that's coming out that you're going to want to get. But I want to give a big round of applause for these guys. Finally, we have the Operation Pizza Apocalypse, the cast of Jungle Fury and RPM, Ika Darville, Ari Boyland, David DeLatour, and Anna Hutchinson. All right, everyone, you are here for Operation Pizza Apocalypse. I can't believe I wrote that down.
Well, so so it was just you who then had to suffer through Koichi's, you know, intensive oh, training. Well, no, I met Koichi on Wendy Wu at Homecoming Warrior. Woo! That was real fun. So we got to drive around in cars and stuff like this. And Koichi was like, oh, you're good, good at the studs and stuff like this. And I was like, yeah, mate, bring it on. So uh, that was kind of fun to already know that he had more energy than me kind of thing. Um, and, yeah, meet him beforehand. But then it does absolutely set you in good stead for the rest of Sure. And don't worry, he absolutely kicked our asses too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So about that then, what was the hardest part of learning to become a ranger? What was the hardest part of that? The stretching. Oh. <laughs> the way that they stretch you is not kind. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have you back against the wall and ask for your foot. And then you start. Breathe through it and find your hand. Always meant to be so I guess. <laughs> She's like, I was fine. Yeah. yeah. Girl. So, you guys, your seasons had some uh, lighter hearted stuff and some serious parts. You ever wish you had more comedy, less comedy? I feel like we had a really cool chemistry. Everyone was just laughing the whole time. Like, we're great friends, uh, all of the Jack and Fury cast. So I feel like we have a good vibe, and I liked us series. Us is really light. Like if anything, maybe more drama. But you know, you don't want that. You want to be entertained. You want fights. You want fun. And I think Jack Fury did that. I, I enjoyed us series. Our series ended up pretty polar. It was like the first half and the second half. Um, so I kind of started off very seriously, got lighter towards the end. Even though it was a bit more like. Going through the story still changed it through and uh team that kind of it took a little bit of a turn. So I think we had a pretty good battle. Thank you to Milo Hawthorne for bringing the humor to our season. Yes. Yeah, uh, that was the comedic character that I think. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. And we just bring out that just how you know, ended up marrying it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If you guys didn't know, the real ZD and Dr. K got married. Making up one of the, I think, third Ranger uh, cast romances. In real life? Yes, in real life. Normally we want to kill each other when they use It's not spandex. It's not spandex. No, it's my thing. So, say that romance that we asked you about that earlier. Did you guys ever wish your characters not having romance things going on? I mean, character wise? Yeah, character wise. Um, it was a little thing between uh, Flynn and Jim. Woo! Woo! Uh, it never amounted to anything. Jim, Jim got a little too jealous, which was kind of weird. <laughs> 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 Typically, they have to yeah, have certain sacrifices for, for holding that role, so I didn't get any But yes, you guys did get awesome action sequences. So, uh, action scene that you were very fond of, or that, that you had good memories of, where you finally finished it, like, yes, finally. I got one that's a uh, memorable one. Uh, it was when I did a kick and actually fell on my butt. And there's this bone there that if it hits on concrete, 
it's freaking just shins white shivers all through your body in the worst way. And Koichi's kind of like, let's go again, let's go again, let's go again. So you're like, yeah, yeah, cool, 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 not gonna cry, not gonna cry, not gonna cry, do it again. Hit that same really weird sore spot. Like, oh my god, and they're like, do you want some again? I'm like, no, no, I've got this, I've got this. Kind of thing, did it again and made it the third time. So that's a good, as soon as I hop in the car and the little driver's driving me home. I was just crying and crying. I was like, well, I think I banked the tears. Just kind of was like, no, I'm not going to cry in front of everybody, but damn, it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that one stuck up. Uh, I had, um, I had, I actually got to do some input on, like, a fight sequence that I did in the final episode. Um, so I was a gymnast, and I was like, I came to the little bit there doing some, like, kind of pommel stuff in a fight sequence. Um, and then, like, some kind of like acrobat stuff as well. So we got to do this really incredible fight sequence that was actually entirely it, like is floating on as the Blue Ranger. That was pretty cool. That was a lot of fun. I got to swing around and do the do. Yes! Oh yeah! Woo! <laughs> you monster. You monster. You monster. Scott told me it's okay. <laughs> And I booked it while we were doing a show together. 
I was playing my brother in a show called Go Girls, and before I had done an audition for it, and a girl I went to school with, Emma Hannah, who was the yellow yeah, yeah, ranger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So many people. And then Sally Martin, who was blue, and yeah, yeah. yeah just all I think. And Paul, like a Siva, so all these people that, because we were New Zealand is little, if y'all yeah. didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, what are the chances? Me and I are in different seasons, but we play brother and yeah. sister, like, yeah, it's and also like in New like there's the world it's like um, it's like two degrees from Kevin Bacon. There's like, yeah. a TV show called The Tribe. Yeah. Two degrees of separation from the tribe in the New Zealand industry. But it's cool, everyone gets some good uh, feedback. I kind of like if you get a chance, do it. And that's yeah, yeah what I'm saying. So on the comment graph uh, during this weekend, people were regretting they didn't take any costumes or things like that. We didn't take like anything. No regrets here. <laughs> Is there anything else you wish you could take? Spandex as well, but they had to sit on lockdown. Oh, that's like you're a cheeky bunch of rangers. If you heard the plan about how we got these jackets, we've got Ocean's Eleven to fucking shame. Yeah, I, I would 
answering the same thing, just not getting to work with Eddie for the last chunk of time is the only regret that I would say I have. But I mean, it's still a wonderful experience as it was. Thank you. Hey, my question's for David. Uh, how did it feel to be the first Purple Ranger in Power Rangers? Oh yeah, it was awesome actually, it was great, and I'm, I'm a little gutted that there's now another but. Um, a little bit, a little bit gutted, but there will only ever be the first one. Hi, I'm David, and I'm from Missouri. I'm just wondering, were, are there any embarrassing stories you guys have from while working on set? The question should be, are there any uh, stories that you have on set that you're willing to share, I guess is what I'm I have, uh, I, I stopped the tape on location at Beckles one day because we were doing like a group shot, we were all talking, and then we had to like get a fright and turn around and be like, oh, and I literally turn around and just go, and I just let out a massive fart. It was like, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't even just like the sound guy caught it, the entire crew. Like, you know, stop the whole thing. So, like, there was like a split second where we tried to get it going. Who was the bad guy? Who were you at that point? It was like, some it was grinders or something. No, it was the, it was the like, the electrical. Dude, like creates electricity, and so he's up on the thing, and it's like it's a long shot. We're all down by the cars, and this guy's like up there doing his like thing, and then Ari goes for the turn around, and everyone was looking at Ari at this moment. His face, he was no longer the blue ranger. He stole my show. <laughs> At the end of one day, because we just couldn't stop laughing. Oh, no, 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 Referring to the pizza, that's right. And it's just because it's hot and you're working like 16 hours a day for six days a week kind of thing and you just know each other too well and guys, it gets hot. Like I can say it seven million times about how warm it just gets. And you read because of the pizza color. We had so much freaking cheesy pizza. So much you can see it's not hard to make Emma start, and so once she starts, everybody else starts, and it just is like a snowball thing. Hi guys, my name's Alex. Uh, like someone previously said, RPM, one of my absolute favorite seasons. Um, so one of my, uh, my right jungle fury. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> is one of the darker uh, seasons with a lot of heavy elements, but it's also could be probably described as one of the more self-aware 
Power Ranger series. Why is there an explosion behind me? Do we have to say, get in here, like all these things? So when you would go into scenes where there are a lot of those moments, was there any was there any like, added preparation or did that add anything to your character because your characters are almost saying like, okay, yeah, we're superheroes, but there's something really weird about this. Yeah, I mean, great observations, number one, and absolutely, like, as, a, as an actor, it's so rewarding to have those self-aware moments because it is weird that every time you morph, there is a fucking <laughs> 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 and, and we never mention it. And so, I think, yeah, there was, it was very rewarding to be able to kind of not account to the sensibilities of what makes Power Rangers so awesome, and in a, in a way, way of going, yeah, we know what we are, and we're still proud of it. My question is for David and Anna. Um, Jungle Fury is kind of one of the more recent series besides Lights Rescue where you had American-made Rangers, which were the Spear Rangers. What were your opinions and thoughts on it when you first saw the costumes and how they were being involved into the show, especially with uh, Shark Ranger being your father? Um, yeah, no, I think they're really cool. I love, I love the, the the colors, which is like you know, like the, the slightly different colors that make them stand out. Um, I thought they tied them all three of them all really well together. Um, and um, yeah, no, I dug them, man. I thought they were really like a really cool choice, cool choice of colors, cool choice of um, animals, and yeah, I thought they were really cool. I dug them. Yeah, we didn't really have any marks. I really enjoyed the whole speaking series. So the, I enjoyed the thing where the animals fight each other. I think that's so so rad, and I enjoyed the idea. Of having a spirit animal. I think a lot of us do. Um, you know, you can kind of just go, hey, what would I kind of be? Uh, so that was really fun. Okay. Yeah, everything's just, just nice. Everyone was just nice. Yeah, good time. Hi, my name's Alistair, and I'm from Glasgow, Scotland. Oh, there you go. Woo! And I like him when I can see where Obviously, first Ranger from Scotland. Something that's very rare for a non-Scottish actor is you did a fantastic job with the accent. Oh, wonderful job with the representation. I was just wondering what you could tell us about the preparations you did for it and some of the creative processes and thoughts that went into it. Sure. Uh, it was a very deep and elaborate process. Uh, well, the first round of auditions, they only were casting, they were only reading uh, Red Ranger and Black Ranger. So we just went and did those. And if the callbacks, they then went out and expanded into blue and green. Uh, and they were like, basically the reason there's a Scottish accent is because from the Sentai footage, Blue Ranger did pretty much nothing. So they were like, we have no idea what to do with the characters. So they were like, you gotta come, come with an accent and do something. So I came with like Irish and like a, a bunch of different ones. But the, I got the note, I got the call for the audition at like 10 o'clock in the morning for the callback. No, sorry, it's a lie. It was in the afternoon, it was like 3 o'clock. I then had to go to work at 4 o'clock. I worked until 2 a.m. because I was, no, like midnight because I was at a bar. And the audition was the next day. So I then had to come home to a student flat that I was living in that was having just a raging party all night long. Locked myself in my room and just worked on this thing, worked on the accent, and had kind of been playing around with it a bit, um, and then just kind of went in. So about eight hours of work in a raging party environment. With some preparation for that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Do the outside line. I'm Scottish. Yeah. <laughs>
episode that you always wanted to work on in the in your separate series? Does it mean a different episode that they worked on? Or something you wish yeah, you like I know definitely easily what my most badly episode. And Bad Galilee came back in the calendar, too. I see what she did. If y'all haven't seen the calendar, Bad Lily's rocking me. <laughs> oh. Uh, definitely Rage of Blue. I got to be all the different uh, incarnations of Flynn's jobs and how he gets fired from everything. Just wants to be a hero. Help people. Yeah, Rage of Red. So, backstory, all of the stuff with my brother and dad and all that fun stuff. Yeah, definitely that. So I had a, a, a it where I, uh, most of the stuff that I really enjoyed doing and I got to do a lot of was the fighting because I didn't have a uh, helmet for the first half of the season I got to do a lot of the fighting. So I did, uh, the stuff where I got in the, in the ring with Daishi and did the, the fighting with him was really cool. And also um, your favorite t-shirt of the, of the um, thing so far. So. Well, I told you at my booth but I just wanted to reiterate that you have my favorite t-shirt of the, uh, of the convention so far. Yay, So my question is for uh, Ari and um, Eka. Um, I know uh, Eddie... I'm sorry. Uh, I know uh, some of us have read and have become known of Eddie's kind of early comments. I think they were tweets and they went kind of viral throughout the fan base, the sort of what did I get myself into moment. Um, Whatever order it was, either you got you know, the casting sheets and it was like post-apocalyptic world, or you, know, you saw the costumes first with the you know, googly eyes on your zords. What was sort of your, did you have any like, kind of whiplash moments of you know, either direction of you know, thinking like, you know, what is this, to reading like, oh, we're the last survivors of the whole earth? Yeah, actually, it's, it's funny you mention that. It was a weird audition process because the sides for it that we were working with were like, Really dark and gritty, and it was about some dude who's just like somebody else has just died, and about the thing. And yet, yeah, I knew I was officially for the Red Power Rangers, and so I was like, "What is even going on with this world?" And yeah, it was. I mean, it was. It's a mishmash because of the nature of Power Rangers, where you have this kind of kind of more dark and gritty, I guess you'd call it, version of the current and the post-apocalyptic thing that Eddie's created, and then you've got this. The googly-eyed Megazord realm of the Super Sentai version. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's like a, it's a strange amalgamation that somehow works. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember reading like the first few episodes, like even just reading the first episode and being like, "This is this is something special." And then when we saw the rough cut of the first episode, was the last day before we broke for Christmas break. And I think that's when everybody was like, well, this is something, this is something kind of different. Um, but yeah, the, the hilarity in the script as well was really, it was awesome. All right, next question. Uh, my turn. <laughs> um, first, I'd like to thank you all for taking time out of your busy schedules to come down and meet all your fans. <laughs> Also, like say every time I every day I uh, have a bad day or every time I feel sad, I'm um, hiring your circle for your RPM and that's what just seeing all your characters and that can make you feel better. Oh, so I'm Ethan, I'm from Oregon. My question was, what's your favorite part about being a power ranger? Definitely more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I 
that crossover episode between Jungle Fury and RPM, which are two of my favorite seasons, which there should have been, uh, what would you guys want to incorporate into that crossover? Dancing with these guys, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and pizza and vehicles, which kind of equals Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I think a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle crossover with Jungle Fury. I'd definitely be down to like switch accents. If you like, you know, like doing some, you know, like it just gets mixed up and down Lily Scottish or something. The only sound, the only one we got. was the Jungle Karma Pizza cameo in RPM, where apparently, even in the post-apocalypse, there's still Jungle Karma Pizza. Yes! I'm Connor, I'm from Oklahoma, and my question was, were you ever jealous of another person's outfit, morpher, or weapon? Ooh. I was very jealous because one time Casey got to wear his spandex suit, and um, this is he you know how it's fighting in the uh, the battles. He gets wounded and takes up his helmet. And so he actually got to put on the spandex suit because normally the power, uh, the stunties, that one's wearing, that one's wearing that. So you imagine trying on your t-shirt. I've never got to wear it, but they made me try it on 18 times. So you imagine trying on that shirt right now, 18 times, and then getting told, no, actually, you're not going to be able to wear it, even though it fits you so good. <laughs> Say having worn the spandex, oh, okay. <laughs> the undergarments were not. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was kind of jealous of everybody else's pants because they put me in a potato sack. <laughs> I was I was jealous of Flynn's fighting style because he had such a like badass fighting style. <laughs> Sundays used to call me Lazogo, which in Japanese means fridge. So I was wondering if you could give them a personality, what would you want your Zords to be? Richard Simmons. Have you seen any of the previous battle before? No, what is it? Is it where they like get 
Did you know that there's a Sentai cameo with the band? Go on, or Google. Google. Yes. Brown outdoor. The 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 was like that was the worst two days of filming I think I ever done in my entire life because there was no air conditioning. We were under like four ten k lights all day long. Wearing weather jackets in the middle of summer, we wanted the vehicle. It's the closest time that we ever came to killing each other. Yes, we were aware that there was a crossover. Do you guys remember what the port? Ed, my name's Anthony. It's like seeing David and Anthony again. That's all you guys answer. I have a question for the RPM range. At the end of the series, it turns out the virus was still alive in one of the mortars. If you guys continued the series, what would have happened? Um, Crossover into being able to take over biology and just being able to infect humans. Oh! oh. oh. Thank you. Hi, my name is I want to know, as most of us know, a lot of the, the Ranger footage and all that comes from the Sentai. So, either now or back when you were doing the show, did you ever watch any of the episodes or any of the subs just to see what the hell are we doing? Where's all this coming from? No, I, I definitely didn't. And it was kind of it, it was kind of easy, to, I think, not to to just like get your scripts and shoot the stuff that's that's going on with us. I think I don't know would it be confusing or but no. I mean, somebody told me an interesting fact about something on the other on the Japanese footage today. But no, I I still never seen. I remember seeing like a little bit of like the stunties were watching it, um, like cut around TV and Koichi was showing them like I think as reference for them because they because they were specifically having to match up what was done and so it was much more um, it was much more useful for them to watch it than for us because it didn't really have anything to do with our story. But yeah, I watched a little bit of it with them. My question is for David and Anna. Uh, I have a there's a lot of martial arts in uh, Jungle Fury. I was wondering how. The training, how rigorous the training was before filming. Well, we got the two-week intensive, but then personally, I'd done aikido before and some karate, and I always like to keep moving and stuff like that. So I was, I liked it. I thought it was a um, fun experience. It didn't hurt. It was just good. One day, I did vomit on a rail road track on the way driving home from it. But apart from that, like it was all good. Um, that was like, an intense one, I guess. But yeah, so it was. Pretty intense because you're learning uh, how to safely hurt people and hurt them to safely hurt you and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, I love all that stuff. It's some of my favourite stuff to do. And because I wasn't, like I said, under a helmet for the first half of the season, I got to do a lot of it, which was really cool. So, um, But it was really, it was like very specific. I remember they got really specific on the types of um, types of style, types of style and style of fighting that we were that we were doing. So the Muay Thai um, stuff that I was doing, the boxing stuff, was, was really specific, which was really cool. Okay, last, our last two here, how are you guys all sometime? I'm Raya, and I'm from Riverside, California, and this is for David. What did it feel like when you had to go wolf, like ultra, like actual wolf on Anna's Lily, or was it like uh, Fran on Fran? What did that feel like? Pretty harsh. I'm not gonna lie, I felt pretty bad about it. I felt I had to, I had to pretty much beat myself up, and then like, yeah, big Fran up, or capture Fran. Uh, so, yeah, I kind of felt pretty bad about it. So, but uh, I don't know if it was a big, 
BJ, Lily would be her as well. Really, yeah. the bad boy with two wings. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon. Hey, my name is Benson Blandon, I'm from Rialto, and my question is for the RPM Rangers. Um, there was, uh, you guys had a pretty interesting uh, season, do everybody think so? It's where that the bad guys have already taken over, usually the Power Rangers stop the bad guys before they could take over, but this time they stopped them. How did you guys feel about doing that, changing that? I think it was a really interesting approach because, I mean, I don't, as far as I know, it hadn't really happened before. It was a good, complete switch around, and that we were kind of like the losing team that was coming in and trying to fix it. So I think it was a really interesting approach. Everybody likes an underdog. I think I'm, I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> All right. With that, folks, we're out of time. Give one big round of applause. All right, thanks, guys. That is going to do it for our coverage of Power Morphicon 2016. I hope you enjoyed the panel coverage. Shout-outs to people. I think we're going to base an extra episode just bringing in some people that went to the show, do some reminiscing. That's for future episodes. Again, guys, with the show coming back, we have a lot to talk about. Dino Supercharge is coming back. By the time you listen to this, it will already be out from hiatus. Hiatus is over, so we look forward to that. The movie is coming up next year. Ninja Steel's coming next year. It's going to be an awesome time, and we will keep bringing you Power Rangers podcasts every other Saturday, at least three episodes a month. So, Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, you can email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com. You can check us out at rangercommand.com. We're on Twitter at rangercommandph. Instagram and Facebook as Ranger Command Power Hour, all one word. And until next time, I will see you guys later and keep powering on. Later, guys. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at Ranger Command PH and like us on Facebook.com slash Ranger Command Power Hour. This is Trucky B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and you are listening to the Four Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks 